Everybody, this week, Comedy on Vinyl podcast, I have John DiMaggio with me. Hooray! Thank you for being here. Hooray! That's the canned applause. Hooray! Hooray! Can we use that every episode? You can use, you could totally use that. Hooray! Give it in the clean for you. Oh, yeah, there you thank go. you. That was nice. That was yes. Nice. Um, <clears throat> so you wanted to do Class Clown, which we haven't done on this podcast in a long time. I'm very excited because I just I listened to it today, mm-hmm. you know, in pre- in preparation for the podcast, and uh, I forgot how much I really, really, really loved that I know. record. I know. Um, it, it's just you know, I mean, just the little nuances and things, and it really, it, it just everything about it. I loved as a kid, mm-hmm. as a child. It was one of those records that, you know, we were. My parents were a little progressive. Mm-hmm. My mom m- more so than my father, but um, but we were allowed to listen to it. Yeah, we didn't have to sneak it. Right. So I good. would listen to it co- constantly, just constantly. How old were you when you first heard it? Uh, I had to be about. I had to be about seven. Holy crap! Yeah, seven or seven wow. or yeah, just re- really young, and I got a lot of the stuff, That's you know. Amazing. And it was just, yeah, it was just really, uh, it was just really amazing. It's just really funny, yeah. And it really, it really formed like the comedy stuff that I did, mm-hmm. you know, because I was in a comedy team called Red Johnny the Round Guy back in the nineties, and uh-huh. and and uh. And we were rapid fire stuff. We did rapid fire skits and 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 you know very fast moving stuff. But yeah. there was a lot of character stuff in mm-hmm. it. And his voices, oh god, were just the best. Mm-hmm. People forget. That you know, I mean, you know, I mean, he was just like get him out of here. You know that whole <laughs> that, that whole that guy that he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I do that guy. I mean, that's Sal on Futurama <laughs> right, for crying right, out loud. Right. With extra with extra syllables, sure, sure, you know, sure. I mean, not syllables, uh, uh, consonants. Sorry, <laughs> but I mean, it's just you, you listen to that record, and and it was it was at the time too, because I think the record what came out in like seventy or something like that. It's either seventy or seventy two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was seventy two because he talks about how they're getting out of Vietnam yeah. on the record. Yeah, so seventy two, um, and. It was just really. It was a progressive comedy album for the time. It was just like and 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 listening to it, like you know, you could you could hear the you could hear the descent in the audience, even though they were laughing and and there wasn't any groans or moaning. You could hear how people were just like, you know, let's let's make it, you know, let's do something. Yeah, we've got to do something. Yeah, and it's a happy record. It's Carlin at his happiest. I know. know. You know, it's like he turned into such a bitter. Old man, for all the right reasons, sure, absolutely. You know, and he was always right. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah. always right on the money. He's his like later in life, his social commentary was just so on the money. Yeah, yeah. But he, I mean, he's just happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, <laughs> the whole Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali. My girlfriend was walking through the room and she started laughing. She's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, that's gonna be stuck in my head for days." I'm like, it's been stuck in my head for years. Right, right. Like, every time I hear Muhammad Ali, I'm like, Muhammad Ali. People are like, looking at me like, why are you singing Muhammad Ali's name? I'm like, because it's a musical name. Right. People do forget, like, how character-heavy... I forget how character-heavy this album is. In my head, I usually just think of seven words which although there's there's voices in that too you yeah, know, yeah i've got that memorized but, but and the voice i don't mind fucking shit but p and c are out <laughs> p and c are out which leads to this stupid saying says okay you fuckers i'm gonna tinkle now <laughs> you know i mean just i mean oh, that cracked God. me up when i was a kid oh yeah and it cracked me up today mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean you know it's just 
I mean, he's just it's just I I, I loved that record. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just it's just so funny to be here talking about it. Do you remember what what kind of comedy you were listening to before this one was put in front of you? Um, you know what? It, I think this was like the first. Com- I think that's, this was that's amazing. This was my first comedy ro- record. That's sick. That's awesome. Yeah, that's- and, and, and it really and it really helped f- like form my my what, what I thought was funny. Sure, sure. And you know mm-hmm. you know there's kids at school doing stupid. Hey, is it funny? I'm just like, <laughs> you don't know what funny is, dude. You don't know what funny is. And 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 like I remember like in high school like I did a I did a uh, I did a. A monologue from Lenny. Uh huh. Oh God. And Len and you know Lenny Bruce was a big was a you know George Carlin was you know I mean like sure. he pra- he practically was like okay I'll take Lenny stuff and mm-hmm. make it better right like right. I'll make it I'll make it mainstream mm-hmm. I'll make it accessible to the people right. I I'm not going to court <laughs> over this <laughs> right. comedy you know what I mean yeah. like um, I mean of course Lenny Bruce tr- was a trailblazer and I didn't really know about Lenny Bruce until. My my drama teacher turned me on and was just like, "This is the yeah." And I want you to do this monologue for this oh, this God. this theater competition that I did. And is it, and is I it won. like the courtroom? And I got it. No, no, no. It's uh, it's uh, it was uh, oh God, it was not. It wasn't the courtroom one. Was it the courtroom one? I yeah. said one. Now thinking, there's probably several. No, no, no. It was uh, it was um. I can't shit. I can't remember this now. Now, now, Sorry, now I'm embarrassed. No, I no because I was just saying. <laughs> but I was just thinking how how much Carlin's thing because there was there was a lot of different characters and you know mm-hmm. how you know uh, 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 Lenny Bruce would do that. Yeah, and Carlin did it better. Yeah, yeah. See, that was and that was the thing. Like Carlin, yeah, he's Lenny Bruce's kind of, but like he did it better than for Lenny sure. Bruce for sure. It's like you know, like like I would I would compare that to the way like. Yes, Jimi Hendrix was one of the most incredible guitar players right. ever, and Stevie Ray Vaughan took his stuff and went, "I can make that ten times better yeah. and clearer and more." You know, like I think that's what Carlin did with Lenny Bruce's stuff, mm-hmm. um, and just to be able to do that, and, and I won the competition. I won a I won a governor's award. That's but amazing. Like, but like, God, this—I mean, this record was just. Yeah, artificial fart under the yard. I mean, you know, he's talking about doing artificial farts and stuff, and the and the pigeon. You yes. know, uh, hey man, you know, he he had that. Hey man, you know, hey John's here, man, and like you know, he's talking about the guy that felt like burps, you know, yeah. burps everything, and I, I mean, like, whenever somebody would say to me. Hey, John's here. I'd be like, Hey, John's here, man. They, you know, they'd be like, Why are you repeating what I'm saying? Like, as a hippie, it's like, you just don't understand. This, this record is in my head, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you? Uh, was this so? Did you pick up more George Carlin, like right, like once you got to be more of a connoisseur of comedy, or was this just the one that you? It always was the. Had? It was the one that I always had. Yeah. It was the one that I always had, and I always, I always tried to watch his HBO specials. Sure, sure. Um, because he did the most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the one that stuck in my head the most. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was just. It. It just. It just was. Was it? I. I don't know. I. Yeah. I, I just. I, I can't tell you how. Like this. Like this record. As far as my as far as my sense of humor is concerned, and like my career in comedy mm-hmm. and my career in in show business is concerned, I think the the 
the four most influential things, like physically, that I can hold on to, uh-huh. um, was well, I guess it, then then it would technically be two, would be the Class Clown album. Uh-huh. Oh wait, no, I can say four. Class <laughs> Clown album, uh, Steve Martin, Wild and Crazy Guy. Of course, yeah. I had that. That was my first cassette tape. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother bought it for me, and there was a part on it that it said, "Grandpa bought a rubber," and I played it like in front of her, and she was, and I was like eleven, and she's like, "What the?" F-? It was very funny. Um, but that, that, and I had a uh, um, a VCR tape. I had a, I had a videotape of Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, and High Anxiety, oh, all on the same yes. tape. Yes. Oh, that's good. And yeah, and I and and those 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 and anything Robin Williams did, but mm-hmm. I never had anything that Robin Williams did. I might have had him live at the Met, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I might have lost that. But those those things shaped my my comedy head. Was it just stylistically though? Once you got on stage, was it like stylistic stuff or content stuff too? Did you ever get political, or were you you just did no? Stuff? It was yeah. it was just it was delivery. It was all delivery and. And goofiness, and like you know, a lot of the characters in Mel Brooks films, or at least Young Frankenstein and and and, um, and Blazing Saddles, like you know, I did I did um, the Disney cartoon Kim Possible, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you know, Doctor Draken was was uh, you know, Hedley Lamar. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was you know, what's the? I mean, I, well, I can see his face. He was on Carol Burnett. Why? why can't Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. No problem. Harvey Corman. Um, Harvey Corman was was brilliant in that. Yeah. And yeah. you know, what? Well, why? Why am I asking you? And he, <laughs> he, you know, he would have these sort of moments where he would get excited, and then he would bring you know, I mean, that, that, that's all. That's all, Doctor Dragon, man. I mean, it's like. And and I mean it just shaped it just shaped me. But but this record, I mean, just the the, the farts and the and, you know the the artificial fart in the arm and then the the raspberry the bilabial fricative <laughs> yes which is what it was uh-huh. um, was just always so so damn funny. I just I don't know. Did the deconstruction of language ever become a thing for you? The way he I mean that's just that that was a big thing for him early on. Eventually he sort of gave up gave it up, but. You know, <clears throat> not really. No, not really. I wish I could say that I'm that smart, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm, I'm not. But it, you know, I mean, it obviously worked on you, regardless. No, it to- it totally worked. <laughs> it totally worked. Um, it made me sound as smart as he was, but I'm not. Mm, no, and you know, I didn't cut it. Is is your so obvious? I just I'm blown away still that you got to listen to this so early. Did they throw anything else at you then <clears throat> that was maybe as? Uh... Um, <laughs> You know, well, I did. I did sneak downstairs and watch um, uh, uh, Clockwork Orange. They didn't want me oh, to watch that, shit. but that was I was really young. Oh, it was on HBO when it first came out, like when uh-huh. HBO first started. When yeah. you had the clickers on the, you know, mm-hmm. when you it, the 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 big click box oh, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. connected to the television, and mm-hmm. yeah, that was one of the movies that was on there. That oh. and like Mahogany. So I have like oh, I have like visions of like. Diana Ross with 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 wax all over her tits, and fucking Malcolm McDowell, you know. And I got to meet Malcolm McDowell, which was kind of cool. Oh my god! Oh yeah, a couple times. He's really cool. He he did um, God, what did he do? He did, I think he did uh, he did an episode of something over at Cartoon Network. Oh, I oh can't okay. Remember. Okay. 
<clears throat> yeah, I met him. I worked with him. He was really cool. He was really nice. That's good. He doesn't um, have to do anything with his voice, does he? Uh, no. He just has to just talk. has to do it. Oh, fuck. He just has to fucking show up, That's man. amazing. And then and and then when I met him again, he he he's the dirtiest old man. Really? It's just genius. <laughs> he's such a filthy bastard. It's awesome. He talks about just everybody. He, like he he gossips about everyone. He'll he'll just tell any story about oh oh he's a whoremonger he, that guy oh my goodness he's such a gent and yet he's such a cunt at the same time he's like wow that's so good and he's nice to people too yeah, he's yeah. he's a filthy filthy bastard but he's really nice mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. it's strange but yeah but, um yeah but you know but yeah I mean I got the I, class clown and then it was and then it was you know then it was Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. I listen to that just over and over and over again. Yeah. I love that. It's a good mix. I mean, those those are two of my favorites, too. Um, that and... Um, um, my brain's not working. Let's get small. That's, that's another yeah. one that was big for me. Um, but now, if I had money back when I was a kid, I would have bought that record, but I didn't have any money. Sure. So... You know, I, I was just lucky that I had Class Clown. I mean, it was just... Sure, sure, sure. They're a, they're a good mix. Uh, it, that's a good uh, two-hit like a one-two punch of absurdity and then like you said it's just kind of sweet kind happy comedy yeah you yeah you don't it, find it, it, yeah 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 you, you don't you don't you don't find that anymore and and it's funny because like i also got to get stay up and watch um snl mm-hmm. like the original that's amazing that's the original amazing. cast and yeah. it was and it was uh and that shaped me mm-hmm. um so i had class clown going for me i had um I had, I was able to watch SNL. My mother took nine ten-year-olds mm-hmm. to go see Animal House <laughs> for my birthday party, and she told all the all the kids like not to tell their parents. So if any anybody's listening that knows any of my old friends' parents, you tell them, yeah, they they're liars. Oh my god, they're liars. Your yeah, mom it was is pretty the awesome. Best. Oh god, it's just Your like mom you know. Is the best man. Thank you, God. I mean, all of us on this in this row of this movie theater were just like, yeah, today's. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really more uh, geared towards ten year olds, anyway. Yeah, you were the, you were the ideal audience. For kind of. Time. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, did you make friends over over comedy when you were a kid or not? It sounds to me like you had no, some shit that you it, had to it, yourself. Yeah, it was. I, I think I think this stuff was was something that I um, I took refuge in. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, yeah, because I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't a popular kid, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I had, I had something to go home to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, but my my teenage years, my you know, I mean, I was fine up until sixth grade and mm-hmm. then everything just went to shit. Sure. You know, just yep. like for every other kid mm-hmm. in the world. Um except uh, you know, except assholes. I don't know how uh, yeah. assholes assholes are the ones that really get through get through Yeah, with no problems. With no problems. Mm-hmm. But everybody else has to be fucking under the thumb of the assholes that that are just like, Oh yeah, sixth grade through twelfth grade was great. Fucking jerks! <laughs> I hate those people. Were you creative like that early? And was yeah. this like? Yeah, I was. And I started. I mean, I started doing like children's theater when I was like nine. Really? My mother was very cool about that. She That's really, awesome. uh, she really helped shape shape my uh, my view and um, was encouraging to me. Yeah. Um, and I was able to like she would drive me to fucking Irvington, New Jersey, to go 
be in this children's theater group. And then by the time, like, I did it for like five years. And then by the time I got to high school, I was in a high school that had a theater department. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I didn't have to. And she, you know, and she got me into that school too. Yeah. Um, Because I would have had to go to another school. And she was like, "Mm -mm, you're going to that school. Like, oh, okay, fine, whatever, Mom. (laughs) Great. Make the first year of my transition to high school even more awkward. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. I I moved from... um, I grew up in New Jersey in a, in a town called Plainfield, New Jersey. Predominantly black mm-hmm. town. Um, it's like 85% black. Mm-hmm. Um, African American for those of us that are older than, or, or, or you know, born in the 80s. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was a, uh, you know, a lot of black people. And I, you know, like I came home crying for my first day of kindergarten. Mm-hmm. My mother was like, "Why are you crying?" And I was like, "Mom, my white motherfucker." <laughs> and yeah, so that was Jesus. she was like she was like no, shaking her head yes, but right. Um, but you know, it was it was what it is, and sure. I still don't I still don't trust a room full of white people. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, and I went to I so I moved from between eighth and ninth grade. Uh, we moved and uh, actually moved in with my mother's boyfriend. Um, who was black? Mm-hmm. I mean, he lived in the white neighborhood that was right next to the black neighborhood. <laughs> and then I went to the school with more white, with the with the opposite amount of white people. Like mm-hmm. it was like it was eighty five percent black at one school and eighty five percent white at the other school. Oh so God. I had reverse culture shock. Holy shit! I had never seen that many white kids gathered in one place at one time. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, white people! I didn't know you guys existed. <laughs> this is insane. Like. Uh, but um, Holy but shit. but yeah, but uh, but I started doing theater. I mean, in mm-hmm. that year, and 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 then the next year I got to play, and then that was, and then I was fine. Yeah, and all the awkwardness went right out the window, and I got a girlfriend, and whatever, and everything was, you know, all right. But, w- was there anything about uh, sort of the feel of his his comedy? Is clearly he's a kid who grew up urban. Uh, but he was Catholic. I mean, I, it doesn't sound like he well, maybe had the most religious growing. No, but the thing was, was that he he really understood the 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 urbanness. I mean, you hit it right on the head. Like, and and that's what I got. Like mm-hmm. when he would talk about, like, I mean, and I had heard other stuff that he had done, not from that album. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's talk when he talks about. You know, black guys tell me I got no ass. You know, hey, Connor, man, you ain't got no ass, man. And you know, it's just like, and it's funny as shit. Yeah. Like he knows, like. You know, they 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 just are they're just he he just really got it. He really understood. You know, like you know he, he I mean like he talks about Puerto Ricans like you know mm-hmm. nobody talked about no white people talked about Puerto Ricans like, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he 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 just got it, and he talked about people beautifully. Yeah. Without insulting them. Sure, sure, sure. He humanized them. You know, he, he made everybody accessible. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was just amazing about that record and, and about him, mm-hmm. too. You know, he just, you know, it's just... I, I don't know. I, I just I just love listening to that record today, and I love listening to the record when I was a kid. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll continue to listen to this record. Did you did you ever have any of it or all of it memorized? Were you that kind of kid? Did you? Oh yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, obviously. I mean, I I I mean, I'm listening to it today, and mm-hmm. I was with her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's listening to me to it with me. You know, like my, my girlfriend was just you know, and I'm sitting there. You know, I sang the you know, <laughs> oh beautiful for smiley yes. skies, insecticide green. <laughs> 
Um, uh, oh wait, now I can't remember it. It's all right, but that's all right. But she <laughs> sat there and looked at me. I was like, I know above the asphalt plain, America, America. A man sheds his waist on me and hides the pines with billboard signs from sea to oily sea. <laughs> Such a big reaction too. Oh, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But like, what's 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 sad is that it's it's the same shit. Yeah, we're dealing yeah. with the same shit. Mm-hmm. And you know he was he was, and that was something that Carlin had from the beginning. Yeah, was the you know when he started doing his comedy. Mm-hmm. When he stopped ple- people pleasing and started doing it for himself, mm-hmm. and this was that record. Yeah. This was that record. This yeah. was the record that made him like he's not a, he's not an Ed Sullivan act anymore. Right. You know, like he's he's yeah. a he's he's out there, mm-hmm. and and and, and he, this was the first time that he let that that flag fly, and and it was it was perfect. Sure, and it just totally foreshadowed the rest of his. The rest of his career. I mean, he went sour. For he sure. got angry for sure. But what the fuck, man? I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's like the the who wouldn't mm-hmm. who wouldn't get angry? Of course. He, when you when you're calling out the bullshit, mm-hmm. when you're that guy, yeah. So you know, I mean, such a shame when he passed away. But you know, he he called it. Yeah, he called it till the day he fucking died. He I called know. It. And his last special, actually, I liked quite a bit. No, I think it's one of his best works. Yeah. Yeah, it ends just so it's perfectly, perfectly. as like, oh fuck, like it, it gives me chills. I think he knew. About it. I think he knew he was. I think he, he knew that that was his last one. Yeah, who knows? Maybe you know, like mm-hmm. I think I think he knew it, and it was just like, wow. I saw something. I saw something on them, on uh, sixty minutes. No, sixty minutes or CBS this morning. Um, the two sirs, um, Sir Ian and Sir uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yes. And they were doing uh, Ibsen or something like that in uh-huh. London, and and Ian McKellen, like they showed him, they you know he for after his final bow in London, they showed him come off stage and he just breaks down and starts just sobbing, mm-hmm. and he continued to sob, and then and they were shooting it for a documentary, and they they cut to him in his in the, they cut the audio in the dressing room, mm-hmm. and you could hear him say. You know, I fear this is the last time I'll be able to do this. Mm-hmm. I think this is it. Ugh. And what a way to go. Right. Uh-huh. And it's just like, you know, you forget about that. Like, every time I go on stage or, or go do something, like, mm-hmm. you know, could be the last time. I mean, I'm not more, I'm not, you know, certainly not just like, I'm dying, oh my God. You know? <laughs> right. But, you know, there's going to be a day, mm-hmm. there's going to be a day when... It's gonna be like, oh shit! I yeah. think this is this might be it. Yeah, I'm not doing too good right now. Right, like, to know that that intense high that you get from performing in front of people could end. Could end. That's like heartbreaking. And that's and and not only that, that's your lifeblood. Right. That's what keeps you. That's what keeps you standing. Sure. So sure. That's what keeps you getting on your feet every day. Yeah. Um. And and so, yeah, I mean, like, and for for Carlin to go out. On such a strong, strong note, mm-hmm. and and just and really just letting everybody have it, mm-hmm. like a fu- like had a fucking Thompson machine gun <laughs> of comedy, just right. like dum, 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 dum. I mean, he just fucking let everybody have it, man. It's just, I mean, he's just, it's it's brilliant, it's brilliant. And and it's interesting too to listen. Obviously, I mean, it becomes more of just this 
character or or who he was genu- genuinely. I mean, I, I spoke his his daughter Kelly's been on the podcast, and she's I've met him. Kelly she's before. A sweetheart, wonderful woman. Yeah, she's amazing. And her show, by the way, if anybody listening here is in New York, I believe she's still performing at New York right now. You should go see it. It's fucking great. Um, but like, wh- however much of that was in a character that he was doing towards the end, like. It was a little less like one of the other things that's missing is the voices. Is you know I, I feel like he didn't do that as much either. It was just rant, 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 which is what people wanted. Fine, yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. what was legit to who he was. Well, there was a it. couple things. There were a couple characters that mm-hmm. he would do, like when he would talk about the people he didn't like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, it, he did the characters, but they just became <laughs> as they just became more bitter and more of an asshole. Like right. they just became like. His when he did characters when he was younger, they were likable. They yeah. were hey, all right, hey, I know that guy. Yeah. And then when he would do the rants and do characters, be like, I know that fucking asshole. I hate that guy. And he'd make you laugh, you know. It'd be right. Like, it, it's so. I mean, that was Carlin's genius. He just, he just, he was just brilliant. He was just brilliant. I, I mean, oh god, just. I saw him in New Jersey once at the State Theater in New Brunswick, mm-hmm. and I was in. in and it was it was great. It was just like I can't believe this is. That's the, uh, that Carlin. is one of my great regrets that I never saw him live. I got to I got oh. to see him, oh. and he, and some of the jokes didn't hit too. Yeah. yeah, some of the jokes were like, yeah, like he he did a he did a joke about rape that just kind of was like, oof, yeah. It's just like okay, yeah, and he and he knew it too. He just was like okay, keep going, yeah. But he would do gigs all over New Jersey. He didn't care. Yeah, he just went. And just did it. He just went and he hit the road so hard. Mm-hmm. There was a spot in like Sayreville, I think he used to do all the time. God, I I remember hearing it on the radio. George Carlin. Is this this addiction to performing, though, I have to imagine you have it. If only because no, I like I, I no no. I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. I do, but I'm just as comfortable sitting at home. Yeah, watching. That's but the thing is you know, though that is I, healthy. Yeah, I'm and tired. a lot of people. I'm in, tired. I used to have to be out. I used okay. to have to perform. Mm-hmm. I used to have to be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you know you you work your ass off, and then and then those days, those nights performing start to become days performing. Right, right. And then you know, and then it's just like I'm I'm tired. Sure. Sure, you, you know it's just, and voice work is repetitive, and, right? and, and it's and there's and there's a certain repetitive to it, you know, repetitiveness to it. Um, you know, I I, uh, I love what I do. Sure, I love what I do, and I can do it till the day I die, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I'll be happy. I'll be happy if I only get to do it half from from the time now till half the time till I die. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'll be fine with that too. Sure, sure. Um, but you know. It's just like there's a there's a bit of me that's just like okay I can sit down let me let me sit down <laughs> I'm like I want to I want to take this in yeah. let me take this in yeah. I think I think it's just I think it's just growing older I mean I'm 45 this year and it's just like okay I mean I'm not fucking old but sure. you know sure. it's just like th- there's a hustle I've been hustling at this since I was like 20 yeah yeah you know like. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, you know, for a career, like mm-hmm. you know, I studied it for eleven years, and then it's like, okay, let's yeah. go. And so there's just you know, and and, and it's and it's not like I'm tired of it or anything like right, that. It's right. just, but it's just that I'm tired. 
Mm-hmm. Look, I'm just, you know, yeah. I'm tired. Sure. Like, I'm not tired of it. I'm just tired. It's Completely just like, understand. you know, <laughs> like shit, man. <laughs> you know, one thing we talk about, and this is a perfect episode to talk about it, is, you know, the evolution of somebody's comedy. And Carlin is one of the big examples. I'm curious, as a voice actor, you're... Can you see your own evolution as a voice actor, or just that you have more flexibility? You're, um, I mean, generally, you're better at it. You, you know, know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I, it's funny that you that you ask me that because sometimes I think about like you know sometimes I'm like, well, is my repertoire getting smaller? Mm-hmm. You know, am I thinning myself out? Mm-hmm. Um, am I am I doing too much? And w- will I will I wear it out? Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. that that you know that that crosses my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm worried about it, but you know sure. it crosses my mind. Um, I, it's it's funny. I, I you know I I just hope that it. I just hope I can retire happy. Sure. Sure. You know, um, I think I already can. Mm-hmm. But just the same, it's just like, I'd like to work up until then. Of course. You'd like to be Frank Welker. I but, understand that. Hey, who would not? Listen, if I could be a tenth of what Frank Welker is, I am set for, I can right. I can help anybody out. Right. Like, God, that fucking guy. Oh, my God. Oh, but it's just like, you know, I, I, I coming up with, with new stuff, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, I'm capable of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that, but it's just like. You know, this business is it's it's so it's so on the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's just like you have to. You, 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 I'm afraid I'm not. I'm afraid I'm not digging deep enough. But I mean, in voice work, are you not required in a lot of cases to? You're just here's your archetype. Go. I mean, isn't that a lot? Yeah, of the time? you know, sometimes it is, and sometimes I find myself doing voices that are just similar to. Mm-hmm. Another voice mm-hmm. that I've done before, mm-hmm. or you know, there's you know, there's it's the same vein of voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I get that, and that's cool. Like, sure, I, you know, fine as long as it's as long as it works, mm-hmm. as long as it's believable, as yeah. long as everybody, as long as everybody buys it, you yeah. know, it says, oh no, I buy that. That's cool. Yeah, I get sure. that. That's that's perfect. Um, or that works. You know, um, that's that's good by me. But it's just, you know, I just I just. For me, it's like I worry, like, am I being original? Am I being, mm-hmm. you know, you know, is this fresh enough? Yeah. I don't want this to, I don't want what I'm doing to be stale. It's not as easy, though, if because somebody, anybody who's a stand-up, their, their repertoire is new material. You know what I mean? That's constantly moving. I, your the flexibility of your vocal cords only has. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you're limited in two ways. So I guess me comparing one to the other is, is false. No, th- there, there's something there's something within it that um, that I mean, like when I go talk about it, when I do panels and stuff mm-hmm. like that, people ask the same questions, mm-hmm. and that's just like having to do the same bit every night. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and that that's definitely. Um, that that's definitely something that I learned in comedy that you have to make it sound this you have to make it sound like it's the first time you're saying it yeah. every night. Yeah, but it's still got to get better, and it's still got to get better. Yeah, you know, and, it, and you know, and if it doesn't, then you know, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I got into comedy because I had a I had a you know I had a comedy partner that I couldn't get along with, uh-huh. and um, and I'm glad it happened. And mm-hmm. I started to I started to do some stand up out here. Mm-hmm. 
and I got feedback from my agent um, that I, I was I was too blue. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Then fuck this. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to be I don't want to be judged on what I do, mm-hmm. and, and you know. Does it become easier then to work within the constraints of somebody else's script for you? I mean, it uh, you sounds know, like it. yeah, because yeah. because I'm a, I'm a hired gun now. Yeah. And and I and I got big guns, mm-hmm. you know what I mean for for that. Yeah, and and I'm cool with that, you know, and 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 I can create stuff within that. Mm-hmm. Like I can add what I want to add to it, mm-hmm. you know, and make it my own, you know, bender, you uh-huh. know, like you know that that's you know I don't I don't think if we ever do any more, people are gonna you know that somebody else is gonna get the job, right, right, you know what I mean, not. but 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 you know. That's the kind of thing. It's just like I, I, I guess, yeah. Kind of, I kind of shit the bed on that. Answer. <laughs> no, you didn't. I could, no, I totally <laughs> shit the bed. I totally shit the bed on that answer. I'm sorry, everybody. That was rough. I totally, had a, I totally had a brain fart, and then it was like, hey, wait a minute. I just shit the bed right can I, there. Can I tell you how many I have done? Like twelve podcasts in the last week, and I've done that so many times. Oh man, because your brain stops. No, it's just so. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you? I don't want to totally divert from the album, but it happens occasionally, and I sort of have to. Do, so, I, I and again, I'm not going to ask you to do voices. If you, if you want to, feel free. But I wanted to ask you, like, who your first influences that you noticed for voice work were, or was it just something you all, always absorbed? Because some people are like that. I kind of absorbed stuff, but hearing hearing comedians do voices, mm-hmm. like the 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 big three: Carlin, Williams, and Pryor. Mm-hmm. And, oh God, yeah, sure. And you know, Pryor storytelling was you know just you know God. you know so just you know Dracula, you know like <laughs> you know that guy, you know mm-hmm. just I mean every all that stuff. I mean. And I listen to a lot of, I mean, I listen to Carlin, but I mean, I mostly saw his specials, but I, I bought all those records, you know, after the fact. And, sure. and just, I mean, all of his voices, just, I mean, just, I, I forget about it, you know, just, uh, you know, what what was that thing that he used to say? Um, <laughs> you gonna suck what? <laughs> Better suck your ass all the way, man, boy. <laughs> suck your ass on down to the blood bank. Hope you get sickle cell. <laughs> you know, like I mean, just, just you know, all that shit. I mean, but I was, I was, I was doing impressions of teachers and people mm-hmm. that I worked with, and yeah, and all that stuff. I think you're born with an ear. I think you're born yeah. with it. I think, yeah. I think you know, because everybody, all the people that I know that do voices and stuff like that, they they're born with it. Yeah. They're all mimics. They're all, you know, they all hear that. They all, you know, they just, it's just something clicks in them and they just Where do you start think that it. comes from, though? I've always wondered that. Like, I think it's, I think it's the same, I think it's the same as, as, uh, as someone having a musical ear. Okay. Or someone, you know, just, uh, it, it's just something that's built in. Mm hmm. And, it, and it's also, it also helps, um, it also helps the, um, yeah, just drag that uh, that cart that those bottles in that cart a little more down the street. That's wow! Somebody's outside. They are making some money on some glass today because that is some rattling. Um, uh, anyway, what was I saying? I was uh, talking about uh, the thing with the other part and, and the uh, and the stuff and the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm talking about uh, 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 
about having that ear and yes. having that you know right. be, mm-hmm. being able to, to mimic people. I, I just think that's that's just that, that's just it's also a part of your uh, your environment too. Mm-hmm. It's a part of your survival too. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe you're the runt of the bunch. Mm-hmm. You know, and and making somebody laugh is the only way you can you can get out for sure. You know, you can get out from under that uh, under that rock that mm-hmm. you know that is you know that oppressiveness that we we all deal with trying to find out who we are. Um, you know, I, I I think that that yeah, I, but it's mostly it's mostly I just it's in you. Yeah, I think you're born with it. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, when you sing along with stuff, do you sing along? In character or in voice, or do you just sing in your own voice? I'm just curious about that. Like if something's playing all, on the radio, all of the above. Like, yeah, yeah, a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I mean, if Kevin Michael Richardson is listening to CeeLo, he's going to do, mm-hmm. he's going to be singing like CeeLo, right? You right. know, uh, uh, but I mean, but I mean, I think I have my own voice, and I can I can impersonate certain singers, and mm-hmm. you know, and if something comes on, I'll start singing it like them or, or whatever. Right. Or, but we're, you know, I'll sing it like like myself. I mean, I. I was in, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to sing in chorus in high school, and it really helped. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really fun. Um, I miss that actually. But the only good chorus that you can join is a gay men's chorus, that is and it's true. just and it's just like <laughs> I don't want to be leading them on, yo. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying. You know, that's unfair. I would pay good money to see a voiceover acapella group, though. Oh, that'd be kind of funny. I would watch that. I could. I, I, pay I good could fucking money. I that. could put that. I could put that together. Holy That's shit. a good idea. That'd be amazing. There you go. A bunch of you know. Hey, listen, Rob Paulson's available. Yeah. Oh, God, he's got a great voice. He's too, huh? no. He's got an amazing voice. Yeah. He's got a really, really amazing voice. He's he's got a crystal clear voice. Mm-hmm. It's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a Detroit guy. He's a Michigan guy. He's 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 grew up with that Motown sound. He knows. That is true. That is true. So. <laughs> Um, let's see. I'm not going to throw any clips into this in this episode because we've done this record before. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a particular favorite bit though? Is there one thing that is your absolute favorite bit on here? Um, well, the, I mean, the seven words that you can't say on television is is just genius. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the ones that don't affect your soul, <laughs> curve your spine, and keep the country from winning the war. Um, that one is that one is great. Uh, you know. The uh, the the uh, the stuff about him and you know the the opening bit is the best too. Mm-hmm. Explaining about the class clown, yeah, you know, like you know if the if the, le- if the main guy was if the main guy was out that day, the second banana would fill in. <laughs> you know, just like it's just great too, and it, like all the little sounds. Like I even do the. And then I even I even got to I just yeah I mean and I never knew I never I never knew who Spike Jones was uh-huh. and then I found out who Spike Jones was I mean, sure you know just Beetle Bomb I mean that's just great stuff you know uh, it's um, but yeah play the first one if you if you're gonna play one play the opening yeah yeah all right I, I can do that do, okay. do you um. <laughs> okay, so I will definitely play that clip. What what I always like to do toward the end of the episode is ask people to, if they've never heard George Carlin before, don't know who George Carlin is, or at least have never heard this album before, can you condense why this is a good album to hear to get get a grip on who he is? Um, 
Well, it's it it really it's really Carlin uh, at his at his earliest best. It's him doing what he wanted to do as opposed to what um, you know television producers wanted him to do on his uh, you know on their show. And he was a real pl- people pleaser when he first started, and and he realized that that wasn't going to make him happy anymore. And this is the first record that he did that really showed him in his own light. Mm-hmm. And it, the beginning of a successful run, like a long successful run as a comedian. Um, and he was successful before this, but it just was, it's his now. It, it, this, this baby was his. And he was able to talk about like political stuff and social stuff and, and just everything. He mm-hmm. touches on everything. And it's just... It's just, it's incredible, and it's still relevant today. Mm-hmm. And it's also charming. It doesn't bother. And it's yeah, and it's you know and I mean? it's and you know it's if you're thinking preaching. about yeah, if you're thinking about the the Carlin from the from the nineties and the early aughts, it's not that. It's not it's not that Carlin. Yeah. It's it's the very charming, very very endearing Carlin mm-hmm. with a message with a strong with oh. just as strong a message, but but he's just, I think he's a little stoned. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, with a couple of bong rips mm-hmm. tossed in there. And, hey, man! All right, man. <laughs> Your faces are killing me too. Uh, You're nailing the faces at my mind. Yeah, because no, because, well, that was the thing. I mean, just like you know, get him out of here. You do that, you do that thing. It's take a shot. <laughs> I mean, he's just holy shit. You know, his faces would change, and just, yeah. it was just just brilliant. Oh. He's just brilliant. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for doing. Thank this. you very much. I'm, um, g- I'm going to give you a fist bump because I've been holding this booger. Fist bump is good. Booger rag the whole interview. <laughs> Sorry if I sound a little under the weather, but I'm. Yeah, it's. I got that crud that's going around. Crud. That I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do two things right now. Okay. I'm going to say I got that fucking crud that's going around. <laughs> I just mixed a curse word with a word that's supposed to cover a curse word. <laughs> fucking crud. Sorry, I'm sorry. I did it. Uh, Twitter, Twitter uh, at the John DiMaggio, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, at I know this uh, at I know that voice. Oh, yes, of course. What the fuck am I thinking? Oh, but don't worry about it. We don't have to talk about it. Yes, we do. Well, we do. Um, we're gonna. <laughs> well, we of course we do. But we're gonna be on in demand. Um, December first through December twenty first. Okay, so you'd be able to get that if we, you know, call your local cable company and, and you know, I think it's Time Warner, Cox, Comcast. So I think we're covered out here on the West Coast uh-huh. and on the East Coast and in the middle of the country. Um, and uh, we'll be available on iTunes. I think uh, January seventh. Okay. Of fourteen. I don't want to wait that long, but okay. I know, I know. <laughs> um, um, but uh, but, <clears throat> but but we have a premiere next week. At the Egyptian, mm-hmm. um, awesome. on this, on this, yeah, November sixth, and uh, it's exciting. I'm really excited about this movie. <clears throat> Go to iknowthatvoice.com and check out, you know, what we got. It's interviews with amazing voice actors. Yeah, it's it's really great. It's like everything you wanted to know about voice acting, but we're afraid to ask. <laughs> it's a film and, that uh, I had been wanting to make myself, and I'm like, oh, well, good, good. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Thank God. Yeah, it's it's cool, <laughs> but um, yeah. So so keep your eye out for it in December and in January. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me, everybody. Thank you for listening, and as always, have a good thing. <laughs> I had one sound that was my own. Not completely my own. I stole it from a Spike Jones record.
None of the other guys could do that one. I added a little something to it. No one really cared, you know. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. And then, of course, there was popping the cheek, which everyone had to do. Just to be a kid, you had to be able to do that, right? Yeah, it was part of the credentials. Can he pop his cheek? Okay, he's a kid. Let him in. Go on. Let me hear all of you do that. I love when a whole auditorium does it. Everybody do it like that. Just pop. Now do it without giving in to the temptation to laugh. Everybody do it without laughing. But uh, we take that for granted, you know. We think it's so simple. You say to yourself, well, I think I'll put my finger in my cheek and pop it. It's not that easy, man. There's a lot of things to think about. You got to know how much finger to put in there, for one, right? You can't do it like that, really. You have to judge the amount of finger. You have to know how much air pressure against the cheek, how much cheek pressure against the air, and when to release. Yeah, you see old guys in the park now can't get it on anymore. That's the first thing that goes on a class clown is the cheeks, man. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, rate us highly, and write your reviews. You can follow us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl and Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl. Him rolling, he got ripping mad. His eyes were bulging out. He jumped upon the piano and loudly he did shout. Who threw the overalls in Mrs. Murphy's shoulder? Nobody spoke, so he shouted all the louder.